taking a tissue test? Yep, and my teeth are yellow. I mean, I knew they weren't perfect, but ugh. Oh, well, all hope is lost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, my whitening toothpaste is not cutting it. Time for white strips. Crest Glamorous White White Strips are the only ADA-accepted whitening strips proven to be safe and effective. They work below the enamel surface to whiten 25 times better than a leading whitening toothpaste. Hey, nice smile. Thanks. I crushed the tissue test. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Crest, healthy, beautiful smiles for... Right now, it could seem like the only people who matter are the loudest. Those who want to tear things down and then fly away on their own personal spaceships when things get hard. We've got 182,000 people, and they're building big things, new things, things that will change the way we do things, assembling more vehicles in the U.S. than any other automaker things, $50 billion committed to electric vehicle things. And you might not know their names, but these people get up every day working together to move us all forward. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock With Success, which is an award-winning show for professional women. We profile a collective of amazing women who are thriving to build their brand. Women are handpicked in various fields who can provide credible information to build your business and lifestyle. We are live each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. To learn more about us, go to our website at www.womenwhorockwithsuccess.com. Now, let's join our podcast host in the studio, Mrs. Diane Winbush. Women Who Rock With Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. And good morning and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success Media. This is your host, Ms. Diane Winbush, and of course we thank everyone for tuning in with us today. We don't want our uh, guests to forget about that this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We also have a wonderful panel that's coming up at our 11 o'clock hour, and that's going to be video. And don't forget that this is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well. And so we had an awesome um, uh, had an awesome presentation on last week, and so we just want you to keep those women and men in mind. So today we have an interesting guest that's in the studio with us on today, and she's going to be talking about her new release on her book, and we are so excited to be able to have Danielle Kaplan in the studio with us today. So good morning and welcome to the uh, media platform. Hi, Diane. Lovely to be here. Absolutely. I love your accent. 
I love it. So let's get a little yeah, Thank let's you. get a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you and then tell us uh, some um other features that you have and then we're gonna get into your um book um a little bit after the introduction. So we want the um the audience to learn a little bit about you and the reason why I guess you wanted to become an author or any other type of specified field that you uh work in. So let's um talk about that. Just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, that's terrific. Thank you for the introduction. So I grew up, and that's why the accent, in South Africa. I went to my schooling and university in South Africa, and I studied and became a speech pathologist, actually speech pathologist and audiologist. And during my university, I met my husband, and I went on to study um, or to do a master's thesis, which is kind of relevant to the book on um, brain injury, um, the communication of the brain injured, and most of my patients in the study were actually following motorbike accidents, ironically. Um, My husband and I immigrated to Toronto, Canada and love living here, Um, Mm -hmm. and I worked in two acute care hospitals um, in the areas of spinal injury, neurosurgery, neuro-ICU, and, and a, a trauma. So mm-hmm. I had a background for many years working in acute care hospitals in these sort of very traumatic areas. Um, mm-hmm. I then went on to study health and wellness, and I did my Pilates training. I did my personal training for fitness. I then did bar courses and then I did corrective exercise so all of these kind of blend well for what happened in our lives and how I was able to navigate through this okay okay that is wonderful that is wonderful so before we actually get into the book itself we want to uh, talk about the topic and we want to talk about the title so it says now first when i first looked at this bag i'm like oh here comes a thriller because it seems like it says you know it says thrill <laughs> it says thrill seeker and i'm like oh, okay here's a thriller we're already in the month of october it's halloween at the end of the month right. so no, that's not what this is about <laughs> That's not what this is about. So we want to talk about I Married a Thrill Seeker. So talk to us about the topic of that and why you chose that topic. So, yeah, good question. So both I have a wonderful publisher in Rebecca Eckler from Rebox, and the, together mm-hmm. we, we came up with a title, and I have to give her credit for it, because the truth is that's who I married. I married someone I always thought he was an extreme personality. He's very extreme in whatever he does. In his work, he works really hard, puts everything into 120% into everything he does. He was an ultramarathon Mm -hmm. runner. He was a long-distance cyclist. And then he took to adventure motorbiking, which clearly was not something that I supported. Uh, especially based on mm-hmm. my background. Um, but mm-hmm. everybody has to be who they are, and you can't change people, and you can't right. take the thrill out of the seeker. Um, and then I realized, I always thought he was extreme, but then I actually realized that maybe 
it's beyond extreme. He has this need to pursue intense experiences without actually looking at the risks or consequences. Um, and I'm sure people face that in their lives at some point where you come across someone who adrenaline drives what they do. Um, he was always very focused in his work life, but in his play world, he did take it the extra mile. Okay, okay, okay. So this actually, this story um, line is basically actually what you married. You married a husband. It's based around um, what he does, and he's, he, he's a thrill seeker. And so this is um, 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 based upon, you know, I guess what your marital life is about, and then I guess the um, the um, powers and connects that he does. I guess, and it's it's also a real secret to you too because uh, you're writing about it. So that's awesome as well. <laughs> so I, I guess the next question would be, you know, um, as I share with a lot of authors that I have on the show, and one is that um, two of my favorite authors and writers, uh, one was um, the mother, and that was um, the Higgins and the uh, Higgins Clark. Uh, Mary Higgins Clark, mm-hmm. and so it's the daughter, Carol Higgins. And so they were, um, uh, I think the mother is deceased, but I know that the daughter is still, you know, still writing and, and, and what have you. So one of the things that I loved about her and the daughter as well is that they write mystery books. And so with their books, what they do is they bring you in on the first paragraph they bring you in because that's uh-huh. the key to an author correct is that we uh-huh. want to make sure that we put that story plot in there and so we want to hook the reader so the reader does not put the book down so this would be the next question in regards to you so when a reader picks up your book in regards to you know I married a thrill seeker because people that's you know they that's what they're you know they're going to run to this book simply because of the, of the fact that people are looking of, of ways of how to relate to their spouse, to their significant other, and what have you. So what are some of the takeaways from this book that you want a reader to be able to grasp when they first open up the first page? What are some of the elements that you want them to be able to um, um, connect with, with you as to your story in regards to your husband? So that's such a good question and kind of makes you think. And I love that concept. So for me, too, I love it when I read a book, and it catches me right from the beginning. So I have to say in the prologue, it grips you Mm -hmm. right from the beginning. It tells you almost what journey you're about to embark on, but it really doesn't Mm -hmm. give you how crazy the journey is. Um, I also love to identify with characters, and the characters in this book are real people, and even okay. when I reread the book, there are parts of it that actually got me and I have tears, even though I actually know okay. the outcome. So it okay. is a compelling read. Um, yeah. And so the take home from this book, I think it's varied. I think that it covers a wide range of people. It covers people who like reading about medical scenarios. It, it, it takes you on an adventure. It is a little bit gripping, um, sitting on the edge of your seat. And it is on family relationships and spousal relationships and how you live with someone who takes you on a roller coaster journey. 
But I would say the biggest take-homes from this book in the medical field, and I was so fortunate to have the most incredible medical support and healthcare in here in Canada, is how relevant and how necessary it is to have a patient advocate. Because if you don't have someone advocate for you, a lot of things might go by the way and don't get dealt with. That's one of the biggest take-homes. There are also a number of sort of medical take-homes of what happens to someone in the ICU. And now you're looking at it from both a medical point of view because I was a clinician, and you're looking right. at it from a spouse point of view because I was the wife. So I was able to give both perspectives to navigate through this. Um, it deals with the life and death issues and how to make a decision or how to navigate a decision when you have to look at somebody's critical situation and decide are you going to allow medical intervention or are you as a substitute decision maker going to say no got to stick with the pact we made so some very Mm -hmm. deep issues you cover and then certainly lots of other issues in terms of how I how this impacted my family and so how trauma and critical situations impact families not only myself but my children my extended family um, and how I think one of the best take-homes and I was so lucky is when you have family and they are truly family when they step up and um, measure up and show up for you and what a difference that makes. Okay, okay, great. Okay, seems like you have a lot to that you're trying to. There is a to, lot. <laughs> um, yeah, you're trying to, I mean, well, not you're trying to, but there's a lot that um, that is downloaded in this book that you want your readers to be able to uh, envision as to what you want them um um, to pursue from the message that you're trying to send. So, Greg, that's, that's a great response. So, let's let's go to the next question. So, why do you why do people thrill seek? Talk to us about that. Why do people thrill seek? Why does this the high thrill and minimum <laughs> stress may drive sensation seekers to repeated seek out new exciting experiences? Because you know, a lot of times, okay, especially with the since we've gone through the pandemic, I think all of us have been affected right. by that around the globe the globe. And so now Absolutely. these people, Danielle, they are they are leaving their corporate America jobs. They have turned over a new leaf since this coronavirus has somehow changed their perspective as to what they want to do further in life. So why do people thrill seek to you know, to incorporate all that what I've just said why do people thrill seek? People are trying to, like I said, people, when the coronavirus came, it changed a lot of things. I, and take for, I'm going to use an example. There was a um, a, a journalist, anchor woman, uh, that she did the afternoon news, and she's worked on it for like um, probably about 15, 16 years or, or longer. And so once the coronavirus hit or the pandemic hit, somehow it rethinked and revamped everything that she had put forth in journalism and in news and reporting and all of this storytelling. Now she's doing something totally different. So why, in your perspective, do people thrill so I totally hear what you're saying and just in relation to this um, health crisis that we globally have all gone through I think it t- 
takes us off that treadmill of where we're going and makes us stop and reflect and say, life is short. We need to do what we need to do. And here is the moment. And I think for all of us, it gave us the opportunity to stop and reflect. Some of us make some decisions and others go, whoa, this is an opportunity to do everything I've ever wanted to do on my bucket list. So I'm no expert in thrill seeking. I, I would say I'm much more of an expert in my husband, although he wouldn't want to hear that or agree. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. think people thrill seek because maybe it's brain chemistry. And I, I read up on um, a psychologist, Dr. Marvin Zuckerman, and he talks about it as pursuing and thriving on sort of novel or new and intense experiences. So that there is that adrenaline or whatever the, the chemistry, brain chemistry is, and people thrive on that. And they don't realize that in this behavior, you're actually taking risks. And I don't think you consider the consequences. And in Stephen's case, it was sort of the thrill and adventure athletic experiences. Certainly in his work world, he never took this approach. But in the way he plays in his life, he needs mm-hmm. speed, thrill, adventure, challenges. And even so now, after many years after the accident and the limitations on him, he's still in his modified way is a thrill seeker. So I think it's brain chemistry. I don't think you can take it out of someone. Uh, maybe one learns lessons along the way. But it really is this deep need to experience things that have risk attached. Okay, okay, wonderful, wonderful. So um, here's a statement, and I want you to respond to the statement. So it says, the many miraculous elements to the story from the spot device landing close enough to alert the authorities to their life. And this is one of um, um, perhaps one of your, um, your pieces from your book. Uh, to the life-saving techniques of modern medicine. So we understand that your book talks basically about your husband, and it also talks a little bit about some of your background that you did before you became actually an author. So talk to us a little about a bit about that piece that was written in the book. So, you know, you just hit on exactly, almost like a turning point, when we realized what happened on the road, and I, I'll explain it, it made me realize this is an incredible story. And Steve became known when he was in hospital as that crazy Yukon guy with incredible, unexplainable, unbelievable events. And so mm-hmm. I'll explain what the spot is. The spot is a emergency uh, box and button as well as a GPS um, transmitter. So normally one would keep it on your body, but for some reason Steve attached it to the handlebars of his motorbike with with a metal bracket and screws. So the story goes and he has his accident and he flies up in the air and the motorbike, because it's an acceleration, deceleration kind of thing, keeps going and lands about, I don't know, what do you do? Do you talk in feet? Maybe... 40, 60 feet away from him in thick bush. Mm -hmm. But the spot, and he lands on his back on this gravel road, and he's now got a spinal injury, and he cannot move at all. The spot box breaks off 
the handlebar, flies up in the air, and almost as if speed is a target, lands within his arm's reach. Now, when you think about how incredulous that is, it could have stayed on the bike, it could have tipped over, it could have gone 360 degrees in any direction, any distance, and yet this mm-hmm. thing that he could then press the emergency button, which alerted he had a, a this, the responder company was in Texas, got his emergency okay. call. And I mean, what are the odds of that happening? I talk about that's like the lottery of life. How does that okay. happen? Yeah. So okay. That okay. was just one of many incredulous things that we still can't explain. Okay, okay, absolutely, absolutely. That is so wonderful. Okay, so you you have three um, um, separate fundamentals, and we're going to talk about one of them for the sake of time. And, and I think one of them you have already kind of uh, pointed out um, in the interview. So we want to talk about the raw and honest story. So Danielle's yeah. report, storytelling results in an open, unflinching, unflinching look at the realities of a trauma of this magnitude. Because, look, this is something wonderful and powerful that you have done with this book. You have taken... I guess the 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 um, the, um, the fragments, or you have taken this this energetic perspective of your um, husband, and then you have also included um, as well um, in this book, you know, some things about you as well. And I think this is so impeccable as to how you have combined all of this, this together. So we want to talk about the raw, honest story of that. And so tell us a little bit about the unflinching look at the realities of a trauma of this magnitude, and that's in in regards to your storyline of your book itself. So I, I, in some ways, was fortunate from the medical point of view that I had such a solid background, and so mm-hmm. I could talk about the medical trauma in such clear terms, and my brother is a critical care uh, physician who's um, globally known in his field and so mm-hmm. we could really be honest and truthful and real about all the medical aspects but then there was a whole other side there was the psychosocial mental health of both my husband following the trauma and the impact on myself and so mm-hmm. when you talk about the raw honesty there were times in the book that I'm really tough on him and he doesn't look in such good light and we question a whole lot of stuff and I guess when I wrote it there were times when I was really angry with him and so I was totally honest and when it came to knowing that okay we're going to publish this book I checked in with him he read it and the best compliment he ever paid me was he actually sent a earlier draft to some of his colleagues and he's risen very high in the field of his career. He went from not being able to move at all or cognitively impaired to rising so high in his field successfully and he was still able to own up and be responsible and send the book in its early draft to colleagues, which would show him in not the best light. So I'm very, okay. very okay. open, very honest, and very raw about, at times, <laughs> what I think about him and his behavior. 
Okay, so nothing wrong with that. That's fine and acceptable. So we want to talk about yeah. what are uh, what are some of your uh, long-term goals in, um, as an author? Um, talk to us a little bit about that. What are some of the long-term goals that you would like to achieve as an author? I know this is not the only uh, book that you will be releasing. Perhaps maybe you have a Thrill Seeker uh, debut coming number two or a second volume of this or what have you. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about that. What are some of the long-term term well, goals that you would like to this, see? This is my first book. So I'm still sitting in the surreal, exciting um, in moment of this feeling. Um, I don't know if I've yet worked out my long-term goals. I'm going to really enjoy this journey and this period. But I think what I really realized during this is I actually enjoy writing. And even yeah. though in my other profession I had written reports and I had, with my brother, we had had a paper published in a medical journal. So I had done some mm-hmm. medical writing but I really enjoyed the process. And then on top of it, if you get the best editor ever who becomes, I mean, your sort of who helps you gain perspective and look at it as if you're writing this from someone who has no idea about what you're telling. So they, they, they novel to the story. And then you have the most incredible editor in Rebecca Eckler, who is your best cheerleader. It's just so wonderful to be embraced in this way, and it makes you think, well, I'm so fortunate, I'm so lucky, and I don't know, maybe in the future there'll be something else, but I'm certainly enjoying this moment in this journey now. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So... Um, we'd like to thank you for stopping um, to be with us in the studio today on the Women Who Rock With Success Media. Of course, we do not want you to leave the studio unless you can be able to share without sharing with the audience how they can be able to connect with you, connect with your book, any social media handles that you would like for them to be able to um, follow you on. You can be able to do that at this time. So the book has been released in Canada on Amazon.ca for pre-order. It's on Amazon.com, but it hasn't been released just yet. So we're waiting for that to happen, and it should be pretty soon. So the book itself will be available in paperback and in bookstores um, and online. So that's a way of accessing the book. Um, I have... You know, it's so funny. I don't have a website, but I do have my Facebook account on social media, and I do have under my name, and I do have Instagram accounts. Um, But probably one of the best ways to also follow me through is through my publisher, which is Rebook, which is Rebecca Eckler, because they're promoting it too. And so, uh, yep, I'm really in the early stage of this. Uh, but the book is on Amazon.ca and is on Amazon.com. I married a thrill seeker, but they going. It, it's for pre-ordering, and the U.S. one is a, hopefully soon going to be ready for pre-ordering. 
Okay, okay, wonderful. So thank you once again, Daniel, for being our guest today. And you have shared a lot about your book. And so listeners, of course, you know we want you to be able to go out and uh, be able to search this book out so you can learn a little bit more about the author and as well as the publisher as well. So thank you once again. Don't forget, audience, that we have at the 11 o'clock hour, we have our presentation that's coming up in regards to um, the breast cancer um, Awareness Month, and we have about six on our panel. So I'll follow us on over to that, to that video presentation. Everyone have a wonderful day, and Danielle, thank you again for being our guest. Diane, what a treat it was to talk with you. I so appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely.